0: Hey y'all, this is Jamie. Welcome to This Moment. I am so excited to talk to you about what God is doing in this moment and how God has uniquely positioned us in this moment to work for His purpose. So come on in and join me for a little chat. Hey, this is Jamie here at This Moment, and I am so excited to talk to you about God and what He's doing in this moment of Advent. So hey, I am so glad you're here to talk with me about what God's doing in his kingdom in this moment. It is the new year and my goal for this year is to um, publish something every week, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube video or um, a blog on the website, my goal is to publish something every week. Um, some weeks I'm gonna get more than one thing I'm sure um because God's just gonna be teaching way more than than I have space for in one place um but for week one, I'm just dropping a little podcast here I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about books um because that was the primary thing on my Christmas list this year was books um because actually i my daughter asked me before Christmas, she said, mommy, what do you, what are you going to tell Santa you want? And I was like, uh, baby, I don't really know. And before I could really even get that out of my mouth good, her dad said, uh, books, mommy wants books. That's what's on her list. Um, and that's true. I do. I love books. I love to read books. I actually just in the last couple of days have gone through our library and weeded out books that, Either I no longer agree with, I'm not going to read twice, um, aren't healthy for me to read. Hello, Nicholas Sparks um, and Twilight. While they're good and I enjoyed them, just really not a place I want to be sitting right now. So if you love those books, go for it. Read them. They're so fun to read. Just really not a good place for me to be sitting mentally in those books because they are um, suspenseful sometimes and they, um, draw me out of reality sometimes. So, you know, that's just a thing for me. That's not like, Hey, I don't think the Bible says you should read them because that is not what I'm saying. Um, what I am saying is that each of us, each of us should take account of what is good and what is not good for us to be involved in. Um, so, all of that being said, I had to make room also for all of these books that I was so blessed to get at Christmas. Um, and one of them has quickly become my new favorite, mostly because I don't have to read a whole lot of it at a time, um, because sometimes I don't read quickly and that bothers me because I think, oh, I need to finish this. And you really don't. But that is one of those standards I've put on myself. But this book is Common Prayer, A Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals. Um, And it is super, super good to be reading every day. Um, And it is so chocked full of stuff. Like there are evening prayers and there are morning... So the evening prayers, there's one for each day of the week. The morning prayers, there's one for every day of the year. There's midday prayer. There are occasional prayers for things like blessing your home... Um prayers for the workplace, um celibacy commitment for healing, baby dedication, um communion. So there's all kinds of prayers in the book of common prayer. Crazy, right? That that it should be full of prayers at just ludicrous. Um I hope you can sense the sarcasm there. Um but so Common Prayer, A Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals, Shane Claiborne, Jonathan Wilson Hartgrove, and Enuma Okoro. If I mispronounce that, I'm really sorry. Um, and if Enuma Okoro actually hears this podcast, super excited about that. Um, please tell me how I mispronounced it and how I can better pronounce your name if that is the case. Um, but so I highly recommend this book. It is not. So it is. Liturgical for those of you who don 't really know what liturgy is because I did not know what it was until I met a very special lady who just absolutely loved liturgy. Um, she was one of my campus ministers when I was in college. She loved liturgy and all it all liturgy is is just the order in which you go through something. And um, we have a liturgy for worship. Like even if you're not in a very liturgical church, like let's say the Catholic tradition, um, they have a lot of liturgy. There are a lot of repeated prayers, things that, um, you know, you stand up, you sit down. Here's when we take communion. Here's the prayer we say for communion. Here are the prayers you say when you come in. Here's the prayer you say when you leave. So that's very liturgical. Um, But even in like, the Southern Baptist Church that I grew up in, there's still liturgy. Like, we come in, there's a welcome and announcements. Well, even before that, there's a call to worship song that the choir sings. There's welcome and announcements. There's a song that everyone in the congregation sings. Then there's more scripture reading. and So there's liturgy. There's an order in which things happen. And if you don't think your church has a liturgy, Check out the bulletins from the past four weeks and see how similar they are. I bet the person who prints your bulletin doesn't have to do a whole lot of work once they've set up that template because there's a liturgy. There's an order. That's all it means. So the Book of Common Prayer is a way for all of us to order worship together across denominations. So in the very beginning of this book, there's a statement that I just, it blew my mind Um, And it said, by one count, there were more than 38,000 Christian denominations. Like, that's not different churches, y'all. That's different denominations. We're talking Baptist, Methodist, uh, Greek, Russian, Siberian Orthodox, Roman Catholic, Anglican, Reform, Presbyterian, Baptist, Anabaptist, African Methodist, Episcopal, Pentecostal, like, Quakers, These are all Christian traditions, but they're different denominations. That's a lot of division, y'all. That is one of the main reasons that a lot of Christians look in, uh, non-Christians, excuse me, a lot of non-Christians look into Christianity and say, they can't even agree with each other. How are they going to help me? And this type of book, this book of common prayer, and there are lots of different ones. There's one that's very, very old, um, This is very similar, um, but it's a way for everyone in the same faith, all of us who believe that Jesus died for us, rose from the dead, so that we could live with God forever, Christians who follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, that we can all be on the same page every day and be united, even if we're not in the same place. So we can be united even if we're on opposite sides of the world or even if we're next door, but one of us is in quarantine and we can't see each other. This is a way for unity in the body, and it just it has blown me away. I have so enjoyed reading this. Um, another thing that I'd like to share, and please know that I don't get any kind of endorsement benefits from telling you about these things. I just really love them. Um, so I want to tell you about an app because I really like to tell you about the apps that I enjoy. And one of them is the Bible project. Like it's a new app. The Bible project has been around for about seven years, I think is what I was reading. Uh, but the app is new. The website is crazy. Awesome. The podcasts are so informative. Their illustrations are so easy to follow, um, and their thoughts and discussion and discourse on the things of Christ are so heartfelt and so informative and, At the same time, like these people love Jesus and they love for other people to understand what Jesus was saying. Um, So if you're looking for a new Bible app, if you're looking for a place to really study the word, a place that's going to break down parts of the Bible in a way that are really easy to understand, I totally recommend the Bible Project. They are so great. Um, But in getting these books this year, at the beginning of the year here, um, I, I have gotten to sit in so much theology and so many thoughts on Jesus and so many thoughts on the word and who God is and who Jesus is. And I am just so looking forward to sharing so many of those things with you this year. Um, I look forward to some guests this year on the podcast. Um, I am super looking forward to Um, Having other people come on here and talk to you about what they believe and how they're living that out in this moment in their life. Um, So really, I just, I pray you'll stick around for that this year. But in this moment in my life, this is what God is teaching me. So here where we live um, last Friday, it was 80 degrees, okay? We're talking New Year's Day, 80 degrees. My girls were outside in shorts and t-shirts because it was just so hot. Um, Sunday night maybe that was Saturday that the girls were doing that. No, I can't even remember, but it was either Friday or Saturday. Um, but then Sunday night it snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. Like I when the forecast said it was gonna snow, I was like, meh. It might be a few flurries. I'm not worried about it. They're going to go to school on Monday. Um, yeah, they didn't. There was so much snow. And there it had rained before that. So there was ice with the snow. And it was just a mess. But it was beautiful. And the thing that God was showing me is just that like the snow, God is so unexpected. Like we can try and predict what God's going to do. And we can try and predict what would be in his will um and that's a whole nother topic Um, i could totally point you towards the voxology podcast to listen to something on that um but we could make all these predictions and we can think we know god's mind but really we don't god is unexpected and he works in unexpected ways and he does things that are unexpected just like snow three days worth of no school snow y'all and I know that's not a lot for some of you and really this snow here like it wasn't that much really but we don't know how to drive in it here we're not equipped to drive in it um you know getting around to all of the really back roads okay so three days worth of no school y'all and it was so unexpected And it just reminded me that God just works in unexpected ways. And I was talking to a friend recently about what it means to be blessed. And we think it means that we're getting good things. Um, But she was talking about how if you really look at the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount, it's not what we think. It's, you know, blessed are those who hunger for they will be filled. Blessed are those who thirst for righteousness blessed are those who are merciful blessed are those who are pure in heart blessed are those who are peacemakers so like and you know if you're looking for those verses that's in Matthew 5 starting in verse 3 but you know we think about being blessed as oh man things are going great for me but really it could just be the hard work of trying to keep the peace Or the hard work of being merciful to someone who really honestly probably doesn't deserve your mercy um, and your grace. Because that's what Jesus would do. So really, they're saying, blessed are those who look like Jesus. Blessed are those who are acting like Jesus and putting other people first instead of ourselves. So, you know, that's the like backwards world of God's kingdom where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And that God is so unexpected, just like snow after 80 degree weather. Um, and I just, it's really been sitting on my heart a lot, just how unexpectedly God works. Um, it's It's been a hard year already um, in some ways for us, just because of life, man, life is hard and trying to juggle life and trying to take care of a home and take care of children and take care of pets and, you know, take care of a marriage and to, like see family. And, you know, those things are hard, good, hard work. Um, that's what my campus minister used to always say about Marriage is good, hard work, and I think that's true of just about anything that is worth doing. Um, is that it's good, hard work? Um, and I think in God's crazy, backwards, upside down world that is His kingdom, it's the unexpected, hard things that a lot of times produce the most fruit in us. It's the things that stretch us and challenge us. Um, like trying to figure out how to entertain two kids on three snow days when it is way too cold to go back outside still. And I really don't have the bandwidth to take them outside for very long. Anyway. Um, Like that's, that's the unexpected stuff that I think God uses to stretch us and grow us and bless us. You know, if we're really reading those verses and shout out to my friend, Sarah, because that is all her idea and not me, um, that came from a conversation with her. And I just wanted to share it with you because I really enjoyed that conversation Um, but I just, my prayer for you is that in the coming days and weeks and months of 2022, that you would be able to find the unexpected blessings that God is giving you that often look hard, but are really producing much, much fruit. Um, so I pray for us all to have a fruitful year and my prayer is that, you will come back and listen to the things God is teaching me and share what God is teaching you. Drop it in the comments. Jump on over to the website at thesistern.net and drop me a line. Send me an email. I look so forward to hearing about what God is doing in your moments too. So Happy New Year and God bless. And I pray that you are blessed by this so that you can be a blessing to someone else. Have a great day, guys. I love you and I'll talk to you soon.